After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mind Rolling. I'm Raghu Marcus, and I'm here with one of my close, close buddies who you all know, Jared Levy, Jared Gagen Levy. Welcome, Jared. Great to be here. You actually, you're, you were there, you know, when I got the name, and you actually remembered it this time. A beautiful thing. No, I remember. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, we've gone on a couple of wonderful pilgrimages to India, uh, Gagan and I, and um, in one of them he got this name, which means Limitless Sky, and that is such a perfect analogy for his uh, persona and incarnation. So, welcome, 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 and, um, you know, Going back all, oh, now it's, what, two and a half years I've been doing mind rolling all of these years. And uh, one of the things that was uh, uppermost in my mind was to to present to everybody, you know, the, the concepts and uh, the originations related to service, which was a big part of the teachings that uh, we brought back from India, starting with Ram Dass. And, of course, he's done a tremendous amount of work in that area, social action, service, and inner social action. So, unfortunately, it's not something that we, uh, that on Mind Rolling, that I and when uh, David Silver was uh, doing these podcasts with me, that we covered. And so I was just thinking about it, and uh, what better time than now? considering I think this is uppermost on many, many people's minds. What is it that we can do to, to contribute to um, not just counter some of the things that are going on uh, due to this election, this past election, but also due to the, uh, the, the resultant suffering the endemic suffering that is taking place on many different levels as a result of not just uh, the uh, polarization of the haves and the have-nots, but also, of course, the environment and, of course, social justice. Uh, So I thought uh, I wanted to get together with you because you've been involved and are involved. This is a central tenet of... what you feel you have as a mission in this life. Uh, um, Jared's got a wonderful agency that uh, really helps out uh, mission-based companies, nonprofits, and so on, uh, as part of what he does uh, to make the kind of changes. And, of course, Bioneers, we were just talking about, is, is one of those companies. So I, I wanted to have you on, and, and I thought we'd use some of what Ramdas has talked about as a, as a bit of a template. But... Um, do you, do you, just right off the, the bat, do you not feel as a result uh, there is so much more consideration going on now as just the initial, what can I do to help, given all of the, uh, uh, the resultant situations regarding this election? And it seems to be way more on people's minds, and rightfully so, no? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think... <clears throat> You know, a lot of times it's kind of, you know, you you know, there's beach cleanups going on, but you're not going to clean up the beach until it's until your kids can't go in the water um, or until the trash is washing up on your beach. And I think that's, 
you know, that's what's happening. Um, and, and people are, you know, d different people are kind of awakened in, in different ways. Some, um, in, in blissful ways, some in, uh, through, you know, um, through suffering. Um, and there's, there's a lot of suffering, uh, right now. Um, and, and I think that, um, there's a, the, the interesting, uh, thing that that is actually having an, an effect. It's becoming a, a catalyst for this upcoming generation where, um, you know, where in my generation, I'm 35. So I'm, I'm on the upper cusp of that millennial, you know, mm -hmm. use that word all the time or the, the bottom of gen X, um, where it was more ambi just ambition, pure ambition, make, make, uh, you know, a good living for your family and then give back in some sorts philanthropically. Um, and I think we're having this shift right now, which is really healthy in my eyes, which is, um, millennials really wanting to integrate, that philanthropy and that social action into their everyday workflow. They want to be fulfilled. They want to find their mission in life, not just their job or their career path, but find their mission because they're seeing a world that is in a lot of trouble um, in, a, in a number of areas. And um, a way to, to, to really give back is, you know, is, is uh, if you're going to spend five days out of your week or 40, 50 hours you know, a, a week doing something, why not have it uh, contributing to the, to the greater good or the, the greatest good, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I guess another question is there, there seems to be a lot of flack regarding, and I, you know, that you read about regarding the uh, millennial generation uh, and whether that there is very me oriented uh, and I tend to see what I see uh, in front of me is that uh, it's just the opposite, that there's a real caring about what's going on and a real desire to do something about it. Um, is that your experience as well? I mean, being in the milieu? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, most of the, the people that work at, at, at Guru Media Solutions at, at my agency are, you know, in that uh, age range of 25 to 35. Um, and sure, there might be little, uh, you know, sproutings of, of entitlement and, and whatnot amongst that and a, a little bit of, um, you know, uh, of, 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 of me. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a collective me. I, I really do. I, I'm seeing um, almost a, uh, a connectedness, uh, a need for community more. So, so that me that you're taking care of has has expanded, I think, uh, beyond just even yourself, your family, your friends to kind of a greater, you know, uh, we. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not necessarily seeing that as much. I see that, you know, out there. Um, and to be honest, I mean, I, I think the the me is is what uh, that philosophy of me is what got us into kind of where we're at now, um, you know, where we're we're inheriting a, a, a world um, or, a, you know, a country, let's just keep it that's it's in, you know, some trouble from Social Security going away to consumerism to, you know, um, the, the way that we're, kind of the worship of money in, in various ways. I, I think that it's that kind of thinking and it, and that is a very, there, there is this selfish kind of thing that's actually happened for, for some generations now that, that it's going to take, um, th these, these generations now to, to clean up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit of the scary part of, of some of the uh, decisions that are being made at governmental level now by this new administration, which, uh, can affect for decades, literally decades. So, um, I think that what I'd like to, as we discussed before we got on, I, I wanted to use some of what Ramdas has talked about regarding social action. And, uh, I don't know, we just, I don't think we just did mention this, but you are on the board of social venture network, which is a wonderful organization that, uh, actually Ramdas was part of in the very beginning and instilled a, a, a certain credo that's, that remains there as I have been there and I've seen it myself around uh, not just thinking you're going to get out there and do good, but thinking that you need to do something for yourself to be able to even think about that. And I, I think that to me is uh, the, the crux of what I, uh, I think many people could really use a handle on 
regarding trying to think that what is it that they can do to make a difference in this world. And so, uh, there's, so there's one story that I'll, I'll just read. It's, it's brief of uh, Ram Dass's, uh, that really, really highlights, uh, this, uh, the dilemma that we are in when we are trying to do something for somebody else. Uh, it's interesting. The one of doing good is the one that catches you most often. I think I was speaking to an AIDS group this morning and I told a story about how I was asked to see a fellow in New Mexico who had MS. And I said, sure. And I went to see him. He was squatting on his toilet and I sat down in the tub in the bathroom. He had a very advanced case of MS and he had to pull himself around by poles and was quite emaciated. And as I sat down, I was about to look up and to be with him. And I'm so used to watching my own mind now from meditative practice that as I looked at where I was, I saw I was about to be righteous. I was somebody that had come to help somebody with MS. And it was a subtle little trap, but I could feel it in my mind. I was about to do good. You know that feeling? Here, mm-hmm. let me do good. And I was just caught up in that subtle little place of doing good. And I looked up, about to do good to the poor soul with MS. And I looked into his eyes, and there wasn't anyone there with MS. There was just another being. His package had MS, but he didn't. And he looked at me, and our gaze locked And within about 10 seconds, I had been completely pulled out of my righteousness. He helped me. At that moment, we just went into love and we hugged. And then we were in ecstasy together. And we just delighted for the next 40 minutes in the beauty and the awesomeness of the universe, including MS, including death and after death and all of that. We were just at play. And I went away and I thought... Who helped whom? I love this story. Mm. What a it's, great story. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. So I, it just, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, there's so many, uh, so many pieces to that story. And, and one, I mean, there's the obvious, but one that really stood out to me is the spirit of giving you know, that, that's alive in, in our culture and why people give and why people take social action. I mean, you and I talk a lot about, cause you know, this be here now network is really set up to, um, you know, hopefully kind of, um, help awaken that compassionate seed, uh, inside, you know, whomever is listening, um, to be more compassionate for yourself, for others, for the, for the planet and beyond. And, and, and then you, and then you, 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 you know, you translate that into doing in the world, into into doing good things. And there's, you know, I know the the Buddhist philosophy is more about the intention behind the giving and less about the actual gift. Mm-hmm. And so what Ram Dass really dug into there, which I which I love, um, is there there is this um, there's there's this uh, this this thing that's going on in our society, and it's 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 been exacerbated by social media in that in kind of, we like to call it the humble brag. You know, it's like, I'm doing, you know, I, I did this good <laughs> thing and, I, and I'm building a Habitat for Humanity. I'm sharing every day what I'm doing for this, building this house down in Mexico, Habitat for Humanity, you know, and all my friends now know that I'm this great person that's doing this great thing for the world and, and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I think, um, you know, it's interesting because here's where you know, I, I get this confluence. I call myself a Jubudu sometimes, the, you know, Jewish, Buddhist, Hindu. And you, you get that confluence of the Buddhist in, intention behind giving. And in, in Judaism, sadaka, which is philanthropy, giving, there's kind of three levels to sadaka. You know, there's, there's, um, there's giving and getting credit for it, like, like externally in a, in a uh, bigger sense. So I'm giving so that uh, people know that I gave, you know, my name goes on a hospital, this kind of thing. Um, then there's another piece that's like, you give, it's not publicly announced, but the people internally know you gave. And there's probably a little bit of uh, social cred that you get with that giving. Um, and then even beyond, there's there's other levels, but then there's the giving without anyone knowing that you gave. The tr- and in the, in the purest form of giving or the purest form of social action. Um, and you know what, so what that, that to me, like what that story, I mean, Ram Dass's self-reflection, 
um, really, really went into was, was yeah, that intention behind giving, like, am I someone who needs to see myself as giving, to, you know, as, as, um, helping somebody with MS? Do I need others to see myself helping somebody with MS? Am I, am I a soul in that situation that is just loving another soul, you know, without any need from the, with the bullshit happening on this, on this plane, you know, yeah. uh, and, and the need. So that was, that was just a beautiful story that, yeah, it really, um, uh, Ram Dass has a way with this yeah. <laughs> anecdote. Yeah. But, uh, to me, the, the core thing uh, one of the core things that I think is tremendously important and, and would be of is of help to all of us is when he said, I'm so used to watching my own mind now from my meditative practice. And he's talking about the witness so that you really are aware of your motive. You were just talking about motivations. Mm-hmm. You really are aware of your motivations so that in Anything that you're doing of service and, and any kind of social action, that's always operating. I mean, we're not going to, you know, maybe a couple of us might get enlightened in this lifetime. You never know. Uh, it's a highly unlikely uh, based on. <laughs> uh, what is enlightenment? You know, this is a journey. Enlightenment's a journey, not a destination. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, um, but I think that, uh, so that's why it's so important to have that in mind that you are working on yourself as you are working with anybody. And when, and, and this is Ramdas had the hum, humility and the ability being that he had that meditative practice under his belt to be able to, to witness what was going on. So he was able to, to use that. And as he said, in the very, at the very end, who helped whom here? And, <laughs> uh, you know, right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. That, that, well, that's a, you know, it, that's the toolkit, you know, that's the, that's the, that word practice that is used probably as much as any word on this network, you know? Um, yeah. and throughout the app, you know, the heart mind app, I mean, anyone, I just had a conversation this morning, which I won't go deeply into, but someone at my, at my office is having a really rough time. They had a traumatic experience last Friday. They're having a really rough time. They can't get into work. They can work from home, but they're having a really hard time getting into work. And, you know, I, I mean, we had a really compassionate talk. I met them on the personal level. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, I can offer all kinds of things, but I said, you know what, check, just grab that heart mind app and start doing some practice. Like, you know, do some meditation, um, listen to some of these talks on, on trauma and suffering and, you know, that are, that are on there and, and really, um, so, so anyways, I just think, you know, that I'm glad you illustrated that because that needs to be a, um, you know, part of the toolkit, um, as we approach this and for anyone, I mean, social venture network, which you brought up earlier to get back to it for a second, you know, that's really a network. I mean, it's built to do two major things. It's built to use business as a force for good. So really social entrepreneurship, how do you integrate, um, you know, consciousness, love, um, care for the planet, care for people into a for-profit business, but also how do you support, how do you build a practice, an ongoing support network, um, peer groups, but also your own practice so that, um, so that you're fueled and you can keep going um, in, the, in, in what's a pretty hard path. I mean, the entrepreneurship path is, is not easy. Uh, or being executive director, as you know well, of a nonprofit I mean, is not easy work. Um, and, and so, you know, that practice um, can empower that. And as Ram Dass said, that practice can empower the ability for self-awareness and for being able to look in the mirror or polish the mirror, as he says, to, to look back at yourself um, and, and actually uh, witness uh, in that situation um, who you are. And then once you have that witness, I mean, the beautiful thing is what happens afterwards. Then there's that realization of, why that feels so good you know why does why does giving and thanks why do those i mean those are two things that feel the best to me on the planet at least for me um and so when you have that awareness and that witness and that realization in that moment of how good that feels you just want to keep doing it um and you know and and one more place i'll take that uh is 
social venture network, you know, there's a lot of what you call impact investors in that community. So there's all these investors on the planet that are investing in mutual funds and, you know, companies um, that maybe they don't even know who those companies are, or they're investing in um, companies just for the dollar, for the bottom line. And what social venture network is doing and what impact investors are doing is also um, waking up money. You know, it's really um, a, a practice in kind of uh, bringing the consciousness of money, your money can do a good thing. And once you as an investor, so me as, you know, or someone as a billionaire can then, um, are, are making all this money off investing in whatever, you know, oil or whatever else that could be harmful to the planet. And then they get woken up to maybe even drop five bucks in a, you know, or in a, um, in something that makes them feel good. And then they feel that and they witness it. And this seed is planted you, their entire portfolio can shift and major shifts can happen on the planet. So what we're, I mean, that's why I think, you know, what we're doing here about, you know, the, the transition from awakening that compassionate seed and that inner social action to then being outer social action. Um, and whether you're a, a social entrepreneur or a, an investor or other kind of lines of work, once that's woken up in you, you can't turn back. It's impossible. Like I, you know, you just won't because it feels so good to do good. Yeah. And uh, another part of this uh, this wonderful article, actually, that we have that I sent you, uh, Gagan, uh, was, is, you know, Ram Dass is, uh, it's a putting together of some key, key social action and inner social action uh, 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 comments and talks that he's that he's made. It, it's something that we will have out, uh, by the way, in a book this summer, be part of a new book that we're doing. Um, but um, compassionate action gives us an opportunity to wake up to some of our motives and to act with more freedom, just what you were just talking about. It gives us the chance to put ourselves out on the edge and if we are willing to take a clean look at what we see there, we can come to know ourselves better. We can, of course, change what is arising in us at any moment because we can't change our past and our childhoods. But when we listen to our own minds and stop being strangers to ourselves, key thing, stop being strangers to ourselves, we increase the number of ways we can respond to what arises. Then we know when we are resisting contact with a poor person because of something that happened in childhood. And we know that now we have nothing to fear, either from the homeless person or, for the or from the examination of our place in the economic structure. Uh, and I'll just tell one little anecdote. Uh, I was in India. I've told this before. And I, this is where, you know... Everything meets up when you have a personal interaction with somebody else. And you can and, and if, as long as you got that witness thing going, you can really see what is going on in your guts and how you're reacting. I got on a train in Banaras, which is a very uh, ancient city in India. Uh, I was actually and, and this is when I first went to India, so I was in my mid-20s and uh, I was actually with my dad, who had just come to visit me in India, my dad, my, my brother, and my uh, wife-to-be. And uh, I went off to, he couldn't eat anything, so I had to go off and get him um, some bananas. So I came back on the train, and, and right as I got onto the, the part of the train, just before you get into the uh, passenger part where you can sit, a man was standing there. And I just encountered him, and he was a leper. And he saw me with the bananas, and he was hungry. So he he held up his hand, and it was like this. And you'll be you guys out there, you'll be able to see. It's a, uh, he had no fingers, and he just to his knuckles because the leprosy had eaten away. And he put them forward to me and asking me for food, for a banana. So I picked a banana out, and I gave him the banana. So he had it in his hands, and then he looked up at me, and then I can't peel this banana. I have no fingers. And, you know, I, 
when I first encountered him, I'm going through every fear about, holy shit, is leprosy contagious? If you just breathe in in the same, I mean, every bullshit Western cockamamie <laughs> damn thing, right? Oh, I've been with you to India. I know you're... <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, so I took the banana back because I w- it was being forced. I was forced into a situation where I could do nothing but peel that banana and give it to him. And as I gave it to him, we just contacted each other eye to eye. And it was very much like Ram Dass's uh, story of being with the MS guy. Then there wasn't any leper. There wasn't any fearful Westerner. There was just that moment. He, I, he needed the food. I gave him the food. He was eating it, and I was enjoying it, too. So, um, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was, I'll, I'll never forget that as long as I live. It was just extraordinary. Um, wow. Yeah. A beautiful story. Yeah. It's, um, so uh, just f- further, uh, some of the things that uh, Ramdas is talking about. Um, one of the things that I think is really important is just lightness of being. In terms of engaging with you want to help, uh, being s- super self-involved and super self-serious and, and expecting outcomes and all of that stuff, that is a natural thing. We're human. That's that's what happens. And uh, I love what he talks about. Entering lightly means not ignoring suffering, but treating it gently. We don't want to ignore another's pain, but our becoming depressed or angry about it doesn't relieve it and may increase it. The delicate balance is in allowing ourselves to feel the pain fully, to be sad or angry or hurt, but not to be weighed down by it, that we are in, so much so that we are an, unable to act to relieve it. It is a matter of ends and means again to create a caring, loving, peaceful world. We need to act with care and love and peace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's uh, I think that's also a very, very important uh, piece of information when we decide to get out there in, in this world. And many of us, and as I said in the very beginning, and this is where, I, you know, I'd really like to talk about it because it's, we are in a very difficult situation. Many of us are being propelled to do something regarding what's gone on in the last uh, few m- couple of months. And um, I think uh, entering lightly is a distinctly tough proposition when there is such reactiveness. Tell me, how, how have you handled uh, your own reactiveness or lack of it or god knows what you know regarding that i mean i've had a hard time myself i have to tell you yeah you know i i mean i come back to a story that that many uh have heard uh, that ramdas tells often of uh you know he he uh uh, maharaj would always tell him don't throw anyone out of your heart and uh, so he put George Bush on his puja table. I'm shortening that story in a major way, but yeah. everyone gets the drift. And now he's got Donald Trump on his puja table because, you know, believing that, you know, even though they have a, um, a tough incarnation, an incarnation that maybe you wouldn't want to hang out with or spend much time with um, uh, on this plane, uh, there's a soul in there that is that is um, entering uh, this plane and that incarnation and, and getting exactly what it what it needed um, and our interact and, and we're getting exactly what we needed in our interactions with that, with that incarnation, which is the interesting part as well. Um, you know, my daughter, um, was born one week before the Donald Trump inauguration. I wrote a blog about this. It's on our website. We are guru.com. It's the only, it's the only thing I'll plug on that, on that. but, but I held, I've got this great picture of holding my daughter with her kind of screaming with Donald Trump being inaugurated in the background. I mean, you know, um, and, and I, and I truly, um, you know, so there, there, there's a few things that I've now having a daughter, um, the, the outer social action is becoming much more real for me. Um, the, the impact, uh, you know, there's, there's a, the, the game is changing um, in that uh, we're almost at a point with climate change um, and environmental rights where um, it's, it's kind of a no turn back you know, situation. Um, and so 
we, we it's it really um, the fact that, you know, pulling money out of the EPA and, and different things like that. It's it's mind boggling to watch this happen. And, um, you know, there's part of me that gets really angry. There's the activist inside me that gets really angry. Um, and uh, and, um, you know, that anger I've got kind of I look at it like this. Uh, you know, we each have kind of the medicine and the poison. Um, and for me, um, you know, I've got a bit of that, uh, that, that, uh, growing up with the, with a bit of a temper and an anger. And so the immediate is this rise in me and Raghu, you and I have talked about our similarities in this, you know, in this regard, there's this rise and the, really for me, it has to turn into passion. I mean, there's something, you know, and that's practice honestly and, and patience and the mindfulness, you know, the, the different practices I'm doing are, are what is helping me to turn that kind of anger um, at, see, at the system um, into passion. Um, it's, there's also something else that, that, that is happening um, within me around this, which is um, our agency works on lots of different kind of curing symptomatic sufferings. Uh, that are going on on the planet, you know, whether it's hunger relief or, um, you know, working with uh, the Center for Mind-Body Medicine and post-traumatic stress, you know, working with vets that are coming back from the Middle East with with significant uh, post-traumatic issues. And Center for Mind-Body Medicine, is it really has this program that is amazing at helping them as they re-enter, you know, society. And so we help them uh, get funding and develop communications and, and this kind of thing. I mean, there, there's, there's, um, you know, uh, poverty alleviation and environmental rights and human rights, all these different things that we want to be involved in, and, and a lot of symptomatic things. But what it's really awoken for me is the need for systemic change, you know, really getting to the root the, the there is. And, and so where that passion, that anger is awakening a passion in me, I'm still, you know, very passionate about the outer social action being, um, individually kind of working on these various symptomatic, you know, issues, but it's awakened this, this deeper desire in me to work on larger aggregated systematic issues. Um, and, and so, you know, that's what I'm turning a lot of our agency work to. I mean, we're looking in a bigger way. Um, and you mentioned Bioneers earlier, for instance, Bioneers has been around for 30 years. Um, started by Kenny Osborne and Nina Simon, amazing community where no matter who you are, if you want to find your movement, you know, you want to find where, what your mission is in life, what you really want to get behind, you could, Bioneers is kind of the water cooler on the planet for the visionaries with practical solutions for the biggest issues facing our world today to gather. And you can go there and you can check out the buffet of all these different you know, uh, practical solutions and modalities to, to help, um, you know, cure some of the, the ills on the planet um, and, and then dive deeper, you know, whether you're a philanthropist that wants to give back, whether you're some kid in high school coming up that wants to, you know, learn what my mission is in life. Um, you know, you're an entrepreneur that wants to, that wants, that is, is looking to, to um, apply, uh, you know, your um, skill set to help something uh, in human rights, or you're an artist that wants to be an, uh, an activist artist, you know, you can really kind of find your pathway to, to towards uh, mission and, and, and action in that. Um, and, you know, the, the, the last thing I'll, I'll say on this piece, I mean, I've got a, a lot to say on this piece, but the last thing I'll say is bringing it back to, again, another kind of um, more, uh, I guess it's more of a Buddhist practice and, and is that, you know, if you're in the suffering, if you're too involved in suffering, you just don't have a long enough view, you know? So as we talk about, it's all under Maharaji's blanket for us, you know? Um, this is, there, there's a bigger game here. Um, and, and the, it, it's, and we get caught up in kind of our, uh, human, you know, um, desires, attachments, our, our suffering, our needs, these kinds of things. Um, and so when, when someone like Donald Trump takes office, um, uh, you know, there, there's this, there's this immediate kind of attachment to our suffering around that. And how could we have lost and, you know, and all this kind of shit that, that happened around that. But, but really, if you have a, a longer view, and, and I honestly think this, I'm as upset as anyone else that, you know, that, that this has happened with our leadership. But I think 
that um, that that we're getting, you know, America for whatever reason, we've gotten the small kind of slaps and we haven't really been woken up. We've still in kind of a, a, a sleepwalking, uh, you know, um, and around a lot of issues around diversity, around, you know, um, social justice and, and health equity and, uh, poverty alleviation. I mean, you know, education, my God, where our system is in education. And so, you know what, now we're getting the big backhand, you know, Maharaji's given us the big backhand and saying, you know, here's Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, you, you, you want, you didn't wake up from all those little, so here's, here's the big one. And we're getting that. And, and it, I think that what's going to happen now is you're going to see this aggregation, this, this coalescing of lots of movements to come into a larger movement to really move forward with strategy and tactics um, to make uh, our, you know, our, our communities and um, our, our, our compassion for the planet and for each other first. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll end it with this little diatribe with that for a second. But um, I, I, tr I truly believe that. So I'm not I'm trying I'm not too caught up in the immediate suffering of it. You know, I was pissed. I, you know, people in my office were like, you know, chucked a uh, we had a champagne out, chucked that against the wall in the office, you know, it's that whole <laughs> kind of scene. I mean, people were pissed, you know, we had to have a whole debrief the day after in my office about people are crying. You know, I've, we've got a really diverse, um, workforce, people that are, that are here that are not, um, uh, even first generation, you know, citizens, um, that are here on a green card that we have, I mean, that are, that are over on, um, visas and different things. And, you know, more women than men, um, more, you know, uh, and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and it was, it was, uh, emotional, you know, it was emotional coming out of it, but then it's like, okay, how do we take that emotion? How do we take that anger or how do we take, um, you know, uh, that, that, uh, com that compassion, both the anger, that, that dichotomy, the anger that what's going on with the leadership and the compassion with what was awoken, you know, in you in, in with that guy in Benares, you know, where, where, when, when you're traveling and you, you're in these developing countries or you see someone on the street in San Francisco, that's hungry, like that compassion and that anger, how do you take all that and turn it into action? You know, mm. and, and that's, that's what I'm excited about right now. Yeah, uh, I really like this passion into compassion, and uh, compassion uh, into passion. Compassion into passion, or taking anger, which is a very hot, hot um, energy, and being able to use it. Uh, actually, Roshi Joan Halifax talked to me about it on a podcast. Anger is not necessarily bad. It can be converted into uh, a, a very powerful force to, to do real uh, social action. Uh, by the way, I just have to correct you on one thing. Okay. Maharaji did not provide us with Trump or anybody here. This is just <laughs> nature, okay? That's like Ramdas said originally about his stroke. He said... Yeah, like, where were you? Out to lunch on my stroke? You know, what the hell? You know, and then later on, and he called, and it was called Fierce Grace. Okay, so, sure. yeah, Trump is our Fierce Grace. Yeah, but it did, it's nature. It's it's our karma as a country, <laughs> our karma as a world, and what's going on that has created these kinds of situations and... Um, very dicey uh, kind of leadership. So uh, yeah, let's leave well, Maharaji. We can't you know, be, we can't blame I, him on that one. Not oh, not no blame. I'm I'm just you know as Maharaji said, sub -ek, right? All yeah. is one. So as 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 you like to say, it's all his game. Um, well, uh, no, I don't say that. You heard that elsewhere. It's all oh. his. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. That's so, like so that's like. Should know this is a constant, constant thing for Raghu and I. Let, let's let's put this out there as well because I think it deserves in the conversation. You know, the um the the concept of guru. So I named my agency Guru. First, I named it that because it was a joke. Because well, not a yeah. joke. I never name a company after a joke. But because everyone called me the social media guru like ten years yeah. ago. I'm like I'm not the guru. There's not one person that's a guru. You know, um, and so we are guru. The idea behind that is it's a collective. And it's not we as in my agency, it's we as in us, as in all is one, 
um, as in the clients and the and us and the audience and everyone being this the um, guru. So I, that's and guru also means from the dark to the light. For me, honestly, that is the embodiment of guru. Whether you call it, you know, uh, Lama Surya Das coined, which I love, the big Maharaji, you know, yeah, right, um, right, spirit. Right. Uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's to, to me, you know, that's the, that's the larger consciousness that's, that's surrounding all of this. And the, the individual that we, you know, some, some people assign the word guru to, to help them on their path, the, the, this realized beings that can help you on your path is probably a, a, a conversation for another podcast, but something that you and I <laughs> like to dive into all the time. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, like uh, when Ramdas, uh, back to what we're talking about here, social action. When 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 Ramdas was in India with Maharaji, and there was this uh, horrific uh, tragedy in Bangladesh, and he had a Volkswagen bus, and he wanted to take that drive over there and help people, you know, use it as an ambulance or whatever. And he told Maharaji what he wanted to do, and Maharaji said no. Just stay where you are. Ram Das, don't you see it's all perfect? Now, that gets translated to people, and people go out of their minds. Perfect? The Holocaust? You know, on and on. You know, just drives people out of their minds. There is, that was what was said to Ram Das for Ram Das to hear in that moment by an enlightened being, a realized soul, who talk about seeing the big picture just was living the big picture and the reality is we could not with our minds there is no way we could understand that and Ramdas had to go and he even said one time when he actually said that he said by the way I didn't say that he said that because <laughs> he didn't want to get more of that flag what are you crazy it's all perfect you know that kind of a thing so um but yeah. yeah, you mentioned it yourself, the, looking at the big picture or looking at the Absolutely. longer view, right? And and, and in this case, uh, there's been some tremendous things uh, by, by virtue of the fact that Trump is in and what he's doing, the kind of pulling together of people uh, around uh, being unified and caring about each other um, would not have happened. Without this, there would have been more complacency who, if uh, Clinton had gone in. And so, in effect, this is causing uh, just the kind of upheaval, as you said, we are reaping what we have sown here in America, you know, uh, particularly. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a very important point um, around the, the, the reality of uh, we'll look back on this with a much different view. The immediacy of it, very difficult. It's, and I'll, I'll admit, very difficult for me watching, you know, when you see the EPA, just that one thing you mentioned, the EPA being ripped of any kind of shred of ability to monitor and, and oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, so yeah, there's a gut-wrenching reaction and being able to turn that into compassion passion compassion which i love that little little thing that you got going there um that's a difficult thing and i've I, you know i've been practicing you know practice practice for many years and uh i'm having trouble with it and i find that i really have to sink into a place in myself that is not polarized and uh, you know, here's here's an uh, here's another little thing from from uh, from Ramdas. Um, uh, when we try to help through social action, we often so identify an opponent as an enemy that we remain locked in a cycle of recrimination. Meanwhile, as the toxicity of these and other hindrances build up, we begin to wear down. We burn out. Helping starts to hurt. And that is succinctly the danger that we face when we when this anger doesn't turn into passion compassion. The you know, a passionate compassion. And uh and, and I think that uh that is uh 
probably the biggest thing that we're facing that I see many, many, many people facing right now. And you see it, of course, on social media. It's just incredible. I mean, there's a, you know the tremendous amount of angry and uh, anger, and it's and it's certainly having the opposite reaction. Well, you know, but but I would say as well, the the interesting thing is, well, there, there's there's two things there. there there's a a philosopher that I'm not going to remember the name um, that, that, and, and we can post it on the blog. We'll post it in the notes of the blog. I'll find it uh, or yeah. on, the, on the podcast, but that, that speaks about to what and uh, your giving should, should go to. So not, not helping to the point that it hurts you. Um, you know, there's, cause there's a, um, <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a real, uh, there's this poverty mentality sometimes in help in um, in uh, nonprofit the nonprofit world. We do a lot of work in the nonprofit world, and what I see is a lot of executive directors and nonprofits and things that are um, you know really uh, they've got to work themselves to the bone on their issue. They're not they're not really you know having the impact they want to have unless they are just dragging from working so hard. And so we got to keep ourselves healthy too in this. And this is where, you know, I think it comes back to the inner social action, you know, before the outer social action, having that practice to take care of yourself, helping until it hurts. There, there is a, a balance there, you know? Um, and so I, I'm not going to go deeper on it. I will post this article. That's really interesting that a philosopher back in the uh, early 1900s, um, you know, had, a, had a beautiful logical kind of, a conversation about the nature of philanthropy um, and specifically that that part about helping until it hurts. Um, mm. No, that's great. I'd love to see that. Um, the the other, you know, the other thing that I, I didn't, I wanted to just say about the Trump, you know, the Trump thing and, and everything else that's going on is like, you know, and, and I think even I'm going to say his name again, Lama Surya Das, I believe at the at one of the retreats uh, uh, last year um, on Maui, the Ram Das retreat, the Open Your Heart in Paradise um, retreat, uh, said something that has really stuck with me about the middle way, you know, and um, have it's OK to have preference, but not attachment to that preference and, and really about living in having the ability to. Um, when your uh, preference doesn't occur, um, how do you deal with the uh, with 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 um, what's being thrown at you with grace? You know, mm. and mm. I mean, this is what I you know I gave my daughter the middle name Grace. Her her name is Jaya Grace, meaning victory mm. through grace. You know, mm. literal translation. And I really feel that on a personal level, on a country level on a world level, like that is where we need to lean right now is about, it's about victory through grace. It's about not, um, not being, uh, not that me philosophy, not being so attached to what we, you know, what, what I want, my desire, my attachment, you know, it's, it's about, um, having preference and hopefully that preference is coming out of a compassionate seed. Hopefully that preference is coming out of a kind heart, a heart first attitude. Um, but then you know what, if that doesn't, if that doesn't occur and something else gets thrown your way, how do you deal with that with grace as, as you know, Ram Dass and Mickey Lemley put perfectly in his movie, fierce grace, you know, how to have fierce grace. And that's what we need to have right now. I mean that, you know, it's so interesting when you look at like, you know, the stuff that Ram Dass wrote it, it'd be here now. I mean, I, you know, and, and, uh, especially I've been picking up the book grist for the mill a lot since the mm. inauguration, you know, talk oh, yeah. about a book that's perfect to read right now, uh, in, in the heart of what's going on, read grist for the mill, uh, him and Stephen Levine, but, um, you know, finding, the uh, finding that middle way, I think, is is something I'm I'm also really leaning into. And and in my you know in my practice, my practice around having grace, you know, in that middle way. But but in my in my uh, action, in my and where I, where the passion is turning into action, I'm t I'll tell you. I mean, we have a lot of energy right now. I'm being fueled, you know, and and the and the movements we're working on are being fueled. I mean, you know, we're working with Buckminster Fuller Institute. Um, on a project that is, uh, he had this great quote, Buckminster Fuller had this great quote that was on spaceship earth. There are no passengers. We are all crew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, think about mm -hmm. that. 
And that that then that's that's more true now than ever. Uh, it, all of us need to start doing our part. So, you know, um, that's uh, you know we're doing this larger project about about kind of uh, environmental rights and and how to really um, you know practical solutions. Working with the Secretariat General from the Commonwealth and others around how do we bring practical solutions to countries all over the planet um, in the in the vein of climate change and in the in the vein of what we all agreed to in Paris in the Paris summit. Um, and so you know whether it's whether it's that or it's um, or it's it's working um, you know on um, you know uh, other uh, specific issues. I mean I've got you know, uh, for instance, my, my wife, you know, who's got the, uh, a, a program doing, um, mindfulness and yoga for kids, you know, mm. we yogis, we yogis.com. That'll be her plug W E E yogis.com. But she, you know, is making music and media and things to get kids into, um, to develop their practices early, you know, and, and, and not, there's this epidemic going on again, another, Another uh, point of suffering of, of kids being overprescribed, you know, um, because parents want, you know, want some, uh, uh, some, you know, relaxation, some, you know, so you feed your kids, you know, uh, prescriptions and it calms them down and then you can go on living your life how you want to live. And really, when you get to the root of that, there's a systemic issue there. The reason that's happening is, is because you know, it all ladders back up to kind of leadership, politics, advocacy, some of the systemic issues going on on the planet. Um, but if you also take that down to what's happening for kids and what she's doing, you know, the, the, the giving of the prescription is a, is a um, that's, that's just curing suffering in the moment. But there's a root issue where kids need to be brought into practice, into mindfulness and yoga and things like that um, at a base level a, a, as well. So, Anyways, I, I just wanted to give a couple like other very specific examples of like how social action, how that outward social action, once it's awakened in yourself and you find your mission, you know, in life or or you're you're creating a business, you social action has to be a part of it in, in today's world. It absolutely has to. Mm, yeah. I think what's really important actually uh, is what you said about you have views, you have perspectives and attitudes about how things should be, and you want to carry them out through whatever means you may have it at hand. And then when those don't come to fruition and something else happens that's not what you thought best, what's not, was, was, it's just not part of your lexicon of, yeah, this is right then how do you react? <laughs> and we have that going on in spades because we are so polarized in this country. And everybody, uh, as, as, uh, as we've been talking about, mm -hmm. everyone feels like they have, you know, they're, they're very sure that their attitude and their perspective is correct. And that means everybody, those people who supported uh, Donald Trump as well. And we are all, as you just said, crew on that spaceship. And, and so I think there's a, another little quote here. Um, and and this, we're taking this back every few moments to the central premise that unless we are working on ourselves, there is very, it is very difficult to be able to even engage in solutions, uh, in the kind of solutions we're talking about. Um, as I am working on myself, at the same moment that I'm working on myself, realizing that until I am free of my identification with my own attitudes, opinions, and separateness, my act of necessity will be perpetuating some degree of divisiveness in the world, right? Until I'm free, I will be doing that. Even as I'm doing good, I will also be creating suffering. Knowing that, I've got to work on, I'm, on myself, and I can't stop until I'm enlightened, because the dance goes on, and you can't stop acting because you're in an incarnation, and the acting just keeps happening. 
The only conclusion is I will use my actions to work on myself as an offering back into the system. I work on myself as an offering to you. I serve you as a way of working on myself. I mean, I think it can't be any clearer than that. Mm. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to offer one thing as well that, 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 um, you know, I, I, um, took this class on uh, the Kabbalah, um, about six, seven years ago, maybe longer. And, and there was this one piece that, that really stuck with me. And, and he, the, the rabbi is this really far out, you know, uh, kind of psychedelic philosopher rabbi teaching this Kabbalah class. It was like right up my alley. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he's talking about the big bang and co- the co- Kabbalistic, um, view on the big bang. And I, I might be slaughtering this, but it's, it was my, so this is my, uh, analysis of, of what I heard. Basically the big bang was all the goodness. It was spirit all in one, in one little package, just all that goodness, all that love in one package. And then the big bang happened and that was just whoosh, shot out all over the universe. So now all that, all that love, all that spirit, all over the universe. And the, the Kabbalistic view is that, um, we and other, you know, beings incarnate and disincarnate alike are now here to continue gathering back that goodness, that love back into, uh, you know, uh, into one sub ek, you know, all mm. is one. And that has really stuck with me. I mean, there's, mm. there, there's, there, 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 there's this, um, I mean, it's funny how a lot of people in our satsang, you know, were raised Jewish. Um, and, and, you know, uh, and, and I was raised, you know, a reformed Jew and there's kind of this, you know, I like to say, you know, in, in Buddhism, you kind of get comfortable with the suffering in, uh, in, in Judaism, you got to do something about it in, uh, Hinduism. You just love it. (laughs) You love it away, you know? And, um, there, there Mm -hmm. is this, you know, so it's interesting if you play with those three modalities and there's practices to, to all of that, you know, the bhakti path and the Buddhist path and the, and the Jewish, like the social action, the, the sadaka, the philanthropic, the philanthropic path. Um, and so that's, that's a story I, I continue, I find myself coming back to a lot. I even visualize it in my meditations a lot of this kind of big bang happening and this goodness. And something I just wanted to say that, that you you hit on, you know, there's lots of stuff in the news that can make you angry, like lots of stuff coming up. I mean, my, you know, I wake up and, and one of my bad practices before my, (laughs) before my meditation, even sometimes (laughs) is like I get my pop-up news, you know, yeah, on my phone, yeah. like those four of the news yeah, things. Yeah. And like yesterday it pops up and it's like Mike Flynn willing to testify, you know, yeah. uh, with immunity. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is amazing. Like Trump's going to jail, you know, like, <laughs> and there's part of me like caught up in that. And some mornings I wake up and it's this awful, you know, I mean, out of four, there's usually three of them are some kind of drama or awful news. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, there's actually a lot more goodness happening in the world than bad. There's a lot more good happening than bad. And it's just not covered as much in the media. So Say I, the think, least. I think that's something as well that like I'm loving about your this network that you've created, Raghu, is, you know, um, it's it's conscious media. It's really good media that's uplifting and fulfilling. I mean, you listen to a podcast in the morning, it changes your day, you know. Um, so I, I think more of this as well, like the, in, in terms of like that, that gathering of the goodness, you know, that I was leaning into, I mean, there's, there's more of, um, of this is, a, a, a also social action, you know, this conscious content, creation of conscious content that can awaken, um, others and, and you know, and, and really, um, fulfill that, that, uh, that, that compassionate seed I keep talking about. I mean, to me, like, it's, it's just so important that this is exists as well and that more people kind of, you know, come in and take part in this. Hmm. I love the big bang regathering the goodness, gathering it back. I love that. You got to find that. We got to put that up on the, on the, uh, mind rolling page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You got to definitely. Absolutely. This has been terrific. My brother. I love having you here as always. And, uh, and by the way, everybody out there, I am, I'm prodding, 
uh, Jared Gagen Levy to get his own podcast going because uh, <laughs> now you're going to publicly see here's I, the Roger, oh yeah here's, oh yeah here's Roger's I'm, strategy I yes. love, and this is why I love you because he you know a lot of what th this satsang I mean you know there's always the the puppet master right behind and puppet master might not be the best term because these are not puppets <laughs> in any sense. But but I will say that Raghu is amazing behind the scenes at making sure that this satsang and, and a lot of the wisdom keepers that surround this satsang, whatever their path, Buddhist, Hindu, uh, you know, um, therapist, whatever their, their path, um, that, that we all are continuing to not just do, but to share and inspire others to continue. So I just want to thank you for that, mm. really, from the bottom of my heart, because it's important. Thank and, you. And, and, um, and I will make the commitment to you here right now publicly. We, oh, boy. We will do it, and we'll do a channel specifically on the transition from compassion into passion into action. And, um, and it will be uh, featuring people that are actually doing that in the world, social action. I think we should call it Gauguin's Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might get sued by like NBC or something. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. Uh, thank you for being here and mind rolling. My Everybody pleasure. can go to beherenownetwork.com and mind rolling. And we're going to have a lot of the information, different things, books, the, everything we've been talking about will be on the page. And uh, you'll be able to connect and uh connect with everything else we got going up there this is actually uh, by the way I, I can't remember if i told you but we're making we're gonna have a theme for be here now network every month and april is inner outer social action month and we got this uh, great article actually that i did with uh, ram das uh, that i think everybody will enjoy and this is going to be our featured podcast as part of that so thank you everybody for being here and uh We'll see you next week. <laughs>